Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You alright? It's time to start the weekend off correctly. Forget the FPL deadline, forget the Premier League games coming up, forget the days of social media, wall-to-wall football coverage. This is the Barclays, this is 1994. We're covering the Premier League from its inception to the current day, month by month. And today, it is the season two finale. I am Jake from What If Football and this is April of 1994 and May of 1994. Could Blackburn steal the Premier League? Will Swindon inevitably go down? Well, we'll find out. Let's get stuck in. And a reminder that if you are enjoying podcasts like this from me and from the What If Football team, which is again just me, feel free to head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash What If Football, where for one pound a month you can get five pieces of content per week, be it nostalgic podcasts like these with the great games on Tuesdays head to head on Wednesdays, where we, for example, this week, pitted Ajax of the 1990s and Marseille of the 1990s together and also took a look at the playoff between Ireland and France, controversial as it was from 2009. We also have What If Weekly podcasts on a Friday, weekly columns on a Monday, as well as your suggestions of alternate football realities and written content as well and football manager stuff. So jump right over there for just £1 a month. This is a Sports Social Podcast Network production as well. And we are ending the Barclays for 2021, covering the second season. We'll be back in the new year after uh, Christmas and that. And we're also, every Wednesday, the Naughty's Nostalgia Podcast. And we've got a couple of, uh, couple of Patreon teasers throughout Christmas because we are spreading the good cheer over Christmas. So look out for them in the festive period on your podcast feed. Let's get stuck into April and May 1994. And just a day after, 
April Fool's Day, the two biggest teams, or the two best teams in the land, Blackburn Rovers and Manchester United, came to blows. Figuratively speaking, the Blackburn simply had to win in order to keep the title race alive, really. Alan Shearer scored the header to open up the score in the second. He's netted through a route one means and... The title race with seven games to play is properly on now. Three points split Blackburn and Man United. Blackburn doing the chase in United. Just simply have to... They've got some pretty important games, both geographically and in, in their title bid. Oldham, Man City, Leeds coming up as well. Huge games. Blackburn seemingly in the ascendancy. So, fit title hopes for Newcastle were coming undone. They drew 1-1 at Leeds and... Um, they did gain one point on Man United here, but it just wasn't enough with uh, seven games to play, 12 points back. Andy Cole's early opener was cancelled out by a cruel late equaliser by Chris Flairclough, and that would have had them just 10 points back with seven games to play. Not insurmountable, but 12 points, even though it's just two points different. You do feel that that is now, that is now Newcastle's race run, really. Arsenal played Swindon at uh, Highbury, and we may have underestimated Swindon, can they, against all odds? Beat the drop. Paul Bodin's penalty equalised Alan Smith's early goal. And Swindon did get a famous point at Highbury, but they're going to have to start at some point turning those draws into uh, wins. Around the ground, Sheffield United boosted their safety hopes, climbing above Southampton into 20th with a win at Anfield, whilst Southampton lost at Chelsea. Manchester City did their survival bid a whole lot of good with a 3-0 beating of Aston Villa. Meanwhile, Everton didn't do theirs any good. They were hit for five by Sheffield Wednesday, and they're keeping an eye over their shoulder um, to see what the teams around them do. And one of those teams, Oldham, they bagged four at home to QPR to stay above the drop zone. Meanwhile, in games that really didn't matter at the end of the season, Wimbledon, Spurs and West Ham all netted 2-1 victories over Coventry, Norwich and Ipswich, respectively. And the following week, perhaps a little bit of nerves creeping into Manchester United's game. They hosted local rivals, at least Oldham. They led 3-1 at home, Oldham, losing out to Ryan Giggs, Dion Dublin and Paul Ince goals. But Graham Sharp's goal, 20 minutes from time, gave him something to think about. But Manchester United just about held on for the 3-2 win. Meanwhile... Blackburn were running riot at Goodison Park. Mike Newell getting the goals in a two nil in a three nil win, getting two of those for himself. And Blackburn really do look fit and firing, perhaps more so than United, and arguably have the easier fixtures to contend with in this run up now. And they're coming off a great title showdown win there with United, and three points a gap with six point six games to play. It's still still in Blackburn's hands firmly, really, not mathematically, but in reality. Southampton, they travelled to Man City in a do-or-die relegation clash, really, and City leapfrogged above Everton with this relegation six-pointer win at the Dell. Stefan Carl's 88th-minute winner, putting four points between City and the drop zone, whilst Southampton themselves, four points now from safety. Around the ground, Swindon's optimism was, was brief. They were sunk at home by Sheffield Wednesday and a late Gordon Watson winner, cruelly of all. And it was Sheffield United's turn to take the points of Arsenal being the relegation struggles with Kevin Campbell's equaliser robbing them of all three in the second half. But with that point though, the blade's edge ever closer to safety in, abs- in Oldham's absence midweek as they prepare for an FA Cup semi-final against Manchester United, of course. Spurs may just find themselves yet in a relegation dogfight. They're now only four points off the drop zone after shipping four goals against 
West Ham of all teams at White Hat Lane as well, of all places. Meanwhile, Leeds did likewise at QPR. Those away woes of the first season. Now banished Coventry won at Ipswich, whilst Wimbledon and Liverpool shared the spoils at Sellhurst. And finally, no goals between Villa and Norwich and Newcastle and Chelsea. Newcastle's title bid officially over. So as Manchester United and Chelsea were confirmed as FA Cup finalists for the 1994 final with wins over Luton and Oldham. Oldham having taken been taken to a replay, which may hinder them later on when we get to the scheduling of the uh, of the last few weeks. Blackburn had a chance to make some ground up. They played Aston Villa at home and Alan Shearer's goal, another vital, vital winning goal, has Blackburn level on points, obviously having played a game more, but with Manchester United going deep into the FA Cup, Perhaps a perhaps a couple of slip ups are um, are due for United's side there really, and in quite frankly a daft game of football, <laughs> Southampton scored the odd goal in nine. You may say it was a nine goal humdinger, just a daft game of football really. And Southampton, those three points were absolutely uh, absolutely vital for their relegation bid. And aside from that, we had a we had a, a bit of a breather from the relegation six pointers and the survival bids really. The the majority of the games really inconsequential the only outlier apart from Norwich is uh, Southampton's win at Norwich Tony Cotty's winner at Upton Park not a West Ham player just yet he's still in the colours of Everton and these are one of the only games that had something major riding on it a 1-0 win for Everton that pulled them four points clear of relegation now now looking kind of safe meanwhile Liverpool and Coventry also bagged 1-0s against Ipswich and Spurs Spurs Still looking a bit uh, bit dangerous there. Um, City on Wednesday secured home wins over Newcastle and QPR, whilst Chelsea rebounded from their cup semi-final by drawing at QPR. City still um, look to be um, out of out of the relegation zone now and out in the out in the clear. Team that aren't in the clear, their neighbours, Manchester United, they lost at Wimbledon one 0 United's bogey team really they did them. Wimbledon they bundle in the winner. Vinnie Jones after the game says they've done the country a favour. They've done their bit. And even here in uh, what is late April 1994, we've just won league title in 30 odd years. It's hate. Um, whether that, that comes with success, maybe it's the fact that uh, Manchester United have spent quite a lot of money with Roy Keane. But the, if you compare that to Blackburn and Newcastle, who've spent more um, to get to the places they have, maybe it's the size of the club, even though they're, they're dwarfed by the tallies of Arsenal and, and Liverpool in terms of league titles now, um, don't have as much FA Cups as some teams haven't been all that successful in Europe, apart from a Cup Winners' Cup, obviously the Champions League, or rather European Cup in 1968. And hate, I'm, I'm not, or rather sort of disparaging remarks like that. I don't see where it's come from just yet. I can understand it. Now, with um, the 20 years of dominance that would follow, of course, um, but in 994, I'm not too sure. Maybe the, maybe people, I wasn't around, well, I was around, but I wasn't sort of um, lucid and wasn't watching football, um, to my knowledge, in 1994 as a, a barely one-year-old. Maybe there's a soft spot for Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn, on a day they could have gone top, of course, with a Wimbledon win over Man United. Instead, goals from Ian Dowie. Paul Allen and Matt Letizia defeated them. It meant a whole lot to uh, Southampton as well, winning this game 3-1. With the win, they were finally out of the drops and they picked up a bit of form here of since. They're out of the drops by two points, although all, all of them do have two games in hand on them. And obviously, that's, um, that scheduling with the FA Cup and going to a replay of Man United may just harm them yet. And they would fall into 20th place because of a home defeat to West Ham and... Martin Allen and Trevor Morley with the goals. Oldham's fate remained in their own hands for the time being. 
maybe the hangover of the FA Cup semi-final did for them here um, and for the rest of the season. We'll just have to find out as we keep chugging through these results. Everton, the good work of Everton in the uh, in East London last week, was undone in the West, in West London. Tony Cotty again scoring the second half opener again, but Devin White quickly replies for QPR. Les Ferdinand scores a sickening late winner and Everton now are just only, they're only three points safe above the drop zone. And around the ground, Swindon desperately needed the draws to turn to wins, but once more drew 1-1 this time at Ipswich and they would be down, hopefully, um, not hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be down the following weekend if they didn't win that one. Spurs desperately needed a winner themselves and um, to drag themselves out of a sticky situation. They lost 2-0 at Elland Road and now themselves were just two points safe. Suddenly found themselves in the thick of it. Whilst Man City have dredged themselves out of it completely, a point at home to Norwich seemed to make them home and hosed, but a lot of teams have games in hand on them, so it's not cut and dry just yet. Sheffield United's plight was looking uh, a bit de- bit more desperate. They, uh, they had a winnable game, in theory, at home to Villa, but Villa, it turns out, they win 2-1. And elsewhere, there's a win. Away for Newcastle at Anfield, Coventry and Wednesday share the points. And Arsenal take four points off London rivals in Chelsea and Wimbledon. And the biggest, perhaps one of the biggest games of the week, besides the Blackburn Man United tussle, was the Manchester derby. Man City had the chance to inflict a bit of damage on United. And Eric Cantona nets his first in an open net, the second a bit more elaborate, where he springs the offside trap um, in celebration because he's just won the PFA Player of the Year and scores both goals in a crucial game here. And Roy Keane also bagged a PFA award, this one for the Young Player of the Year after um, his performances this season. Now, Blackburn had to keep the heat on. They had QPR at home. Again, a winnable game. Alan Shearer scores an immense free kick, but QPR themselves score from a free kick, bundling in an equaliser. <laughs> Less glamorous there. It ends 1-1, and now Blackburn are two points back. They've played one more game, and now the title is just edging closer to Old Trafford, isn't it, again? And it wasn't the only big story, of course, as we stated. Swindon down with a 4-2 defeat at home to Wimbledon it kind of encapsulates the season really they put up a bit of a fight scoring twice but the defence is just far far too leaky to survive and they would concede 100 goals this season the question then remained who would join them Sheffield United who looked desperate the week prior dredged out a 1-0 win at Carrow Road through Nathan Blake Tottenham did likewise winning 3-0 at home to Southampton who looked perilous again whilst Tottenham did their bid for survival whole lot of good meanwhile Oldham sunk to 21st with a loss away at Newcastle as Everton couldn't get over the line in a nil-nil draw with Coventry four points split the four sides straddling the drop zone here Everton and Southampton were above it Sheffield United and Oldham were in it elsewhere in the inconsequential games Arsenal won again impressively at Villa Park Sheffield Wednesday put another five beyond a team this time Ipswich Liverpool won at Upton Park and the points were split between the famous 1970 FA Cup final enemies Chelsea and Leeds as Chelsea prepared for their first FA Cup final since that day and they'll be playing Manchester United at the end of the season of course Manchester United an absolutely crucial week Manchester Derby won 2-0 a trip to Elland Road a potential banana skin if ever I've seen one just take a look at the Arsenal team from 99 for that one crucial latter stage of the season game at Elland Road the crucial week was over though after Andre Kanchelski scores the first Ryan Giggs wraps up the game late on in the day and Blackburn desperately needed a win at Upton Park a loss wouldn't have confirmed the title for United just merely more inevitable than it already was um, Ian Pierce prolonged it scoring the crucial goal to keep some semblance of this title race 
here. 2-1 win for Rovers and um, the crucial week would come the following week as we know. Oldham had a chance to get out of the drop zone themselves with a trip to Sellers Park but Sellers Park, Wimbledon crushing everybody's dreams it seems this episode. Dean Holdsworth keeping the ticks rooted to the drop zone with a hat-trick. And elsewhere Swindon continued their form in relegation losing at Stamford Bridge. Newcastle put five beyond Villa and QPR and Arsenal shared the points as we... Uh, we wrapped up a couple of, um, tidied up the schedule a little bit with some uh, games in hand played there. And the following week, Manchester United could ensure that they would win the league title. The first measure of that was winning on the Sunday at Portman Road. Another potential banana skin, really, for Man United. Ipswich would go ahead, but Cantona and Giggs scored headers to overturn the lead. And it was almost certainly match point. Now, Blackburn, now the following day, had to win to keep the title race alive. They travelled to Highfield Road on Monday Night Football and poor control from Colin Hendry allows the Sky Blues in for the first Alan Shearer has a few good chances to claw the game back his scoring has kind of dried up at the, exactly the wrong time here the equaliser though comes from a daisy cutter by Graham Lissau of all people only for Derby who had scored the first goal for Coventry to score again squeezing a volley under Tim Flowers and now with that defeat the title race is officially over Manchester United have retained the Premier League in what looked very inevitable in the first two episodes of this season, but as we progressed and United continued to drop points as we got through the winter months of January, February, March, and even April here, losing to Wimbledon, losing to Blackburn as well, Kenny Dalglish's Blackburn just couldn't get over the line and picked up a couple of defeats themselves. And now the title race with a weekend or two to spare is officially over. What is also over? The iconic cop. Uh, at Anfield as an all-standing end. Um, it was serenaded one, with one hell of a goal. The only problem for Liverpool fans was that it came from Norwich in yellow in a 1-0 win that really had no bearing on anything, really. What did have bearing was Oldham. They had yet another chance to clamber out of the drop zone after Everton surrendered points at Elland Road in a 3-0 thrashing. However, they couldn't score again, and that was their problem throughout the season, really. Drawing nil-nil at home to Sheffield Wednesday. The grass looks greener, though, for Sheffield United and Southampton. They won at home to Newcastle and Villa, with Spurs' plight worsening slightly with a 2-1 loss at Wimbledon. <laughs> Wimbledon, that team who just want to crush everybody's dreams, don't they? Um, they relegated Swindon, and Swindon, they got a win. Too little too late, though, at QPR. Um, West Ham bagged a memorable win at Highbury as City and Chelsea shared the points at Maid Road in a game that really doesn't have the same oomph as it does today. Manchester United, they played Southampton. Southampton's still not safe and um, they could have done a lot here against the champions in celebration mode, but it was Andre Kanchelskis and Mark Hughes who funded two fantastic goals in to heap the misery on Southampton. Oldham, though, had an absolutely huge week of football. They had four games to play. Now, we covered that first one, a 0-0 draw at home to Wednesday. Because of the FA Cup semi-final replay and another game in hand that they'd had prior, they had a game on a Tuesday, game on the Thursday, game on the Saturday. An absolute disgrace, really, to let it get to that. And um, two games in three days here before we get to the final weekend of the season. First at home to Sheffield United, a fellow relegation struggler, a match they absolutely had to win. The Blades were sent down to 10 men and Darren Beckford, obscure footballer as he is, his goal wasn't enough in a 1-1 draw with Sheffield United. The point for the Blades was enough to dredge them out of the drop zone heading into the final day and push 
push Everton in there alongside Oldham and the corpse, of course, of Swindon that was still there and would remain there in perpetuity. Oldham had a chance to be level on points, though, even despite that dropping of points going into the final day. And maybe with a uh, 3-0 win over Spurs, get out of the uh, a drop zone. The schedule, though, obviously didn't help them. They played on the Thursday, two days, barely 48 hours after they played. And Oldham were tired. They lost 2-0 to Spurs. Oldham now were looking desperate before the final day. They needed a win and a whole host of favours from other teams. And around the grounds in the final midweek before the final weekend of the season, Leeds and Wednesday couldn't be split in a Yorkshire derby. QPR and West Ham likewise in a London derby. And Coventry got a nice little win at Stamford Bridge. So, before the final day, everything was sewn up but one thing, or rather two things, two relegation spots. Leeds couldn't catch Blackburn and Newcastle for a UEFA Cup spot. Chelsea were confirmed as Cup winners, Cup participants, um, taking the double winners, Manchester United spot as Manchester United won the FA Cup final 4-0. So Chelsea, before that Cup final, they were in the, the Cup winners' Cup regardless because United finished first. Villa were in the UEFA Cup for winning the League Cup, robbing United of a domestic treble, which doesn't get spoken about nearly as much. And uh, in the final weekend of the season, Villa, Newcastle and QPR ended their seasons well with wins over Liverpool, Arsenal and Spurs respectively. Spurs safe by this point. The final game of the season was reserved for the champions on the Sunday after everyone played on the Saturday, which begs the question, could Oldham have, uh, could all the relegation teams be playing on the Sunday as well to help Oldham out a little bit? Because that's kind of unfair to be playing three games in five days. Regardless, I wasn't around to make these decisions in 1994. The final points of the league season was split between Man United and Coventry in a nil-nil draw. So we get to the relegation battle. We have got six teams fighting for ultimately four safety spots we've got man city 44 points i mean they're safe they're all but safe they've got minus 11 goal difference which is going for them really 11 superior to everton so you need something you need a, an absolute miracle for man city to go down you need southampton sheffield united ipswich and everton to all win and you need a huge 11 goal swing as well which to be fair wasn't ever going to happen but we'll cover it Southampton on minus 17 goal difference. Likewise with Sheffield United on minus 17 goal difference. Both had 42 points. Both needed a win. Both travelled. Southampton to West Ham. Sheffield United to Stamford Bridge. Ipswich from 42 points as well, but further back. On minus 23 goal difference and they needed a win. They travelled as well to Blackburn Rovers. Thankfully there, their title hopes were gone. So Ipswich could potentially pick up some points at Ewood Park. And Everton were in the drop zone. Minus 22 goal difference. So still counted for something. 41 points. They likely only needed a win, but statistically, statistically they needed favours hosting Wimbledon because you'd expect Southampton, Sheffield United and Ipswich, one of them to drop points. And if they, either of them, any of them drew and Everton won, it was, um, they had the easiest game on paper, really, um, to to win, really, and, and get up. And also we've got Oldham still in the fight, minus 26 goal difference. 39 points. They needed a win, a three-goal swing, and favours, really. And they travelled to Norwich, potentially one of the hardest games. And we've got Swindon. Um, doesn't really bear thinking about, does it? Minus 48 <laughs> goal difference. To say they conceded 100 goals to score as many as they did, pretty, deep, pretty good going in front of goal, just not defensively. They had 30 points, so 12 points to make up. Never going to happen, obviously. They're down. Um, they would face one more Tonkin. 
a 5-0 loss at home to Leeds. Um, so that's your tally up to up to uh, minus 53 goal difference, 100 goals. It's 47, they've got more than a goal a game. Sometimes that is enough. It wasn't this time, of course. So let's go goal by goal. Let's go goal by goal. Every game, I presume, kicking off at 3pm on a Saturday here. Uh, Dean Holdsworth harming another relegation. Wimbledon just love to do this, don't they? Um, they're playing Everton, of course. He scores a penalty inside four minutes and Wimbledon are 1-0 up, which dredges Everton even closer to um, to harm here. They're now two points off safety as Southampton, Sheffield United, Ipswich still, of course, level. Southampton, though, will go 1-0 down to Danny Williamson's only goal, which keeps them just about afloat in, tw- in uh, 19th place um, with Everton still in the drop zone. Oldham would get a goal from Sean McCarthy as well. Everton now in 21st on 41 points. Oldham on 42. They need one more goal or rather two more goals to uh, leapfrog over Southampton and 42 points there. Ipswich, Sheffield United, safe. Man City, of course, 45 points there, still safe. Gary Ablett would score an own goal in Everton Blue for Wimbledon, only for Graham Stewart to quickly, quickly claw that goal back. So Wimbledon, a 2-1 up. Man City would go behind the Gordon Watson, 26th minute on the clock. Sheffield Wednesday now led Man City 1-0. And Man City now... In slight danger, only slight danger, because we do have we do have uh, Oldham winning. We've got Everton; they're they're not winning yet. Southampton not winning yet. They're still Man City, at top of this top of this mini table here on forty four points. Sheffield United though would creep ahead of them with a goal from Justin Flo at Stamford Bridge. Sheffield United on forty five points now, three points ahead of Oldham, and look if they can keep hold of that, pretty much safe. Southampton as well getting a another goal back Matt Letizier on the stroke of half time which puts Southampton a point behind Man City now another goal could make Man City a bit squeaky there with uh, 44 points as Southampton would join Sheffield United on 45 points as well but Uwe Rosler would equalise for Man City after the break taking them back up above Sheffield United on 45 points meanwhile Southampton would join that band of teams on 45 points four minutes later with a Neil Madison goal and then Sheffield United would join the uh, the Ipswiches of this world on 43. Jacob Clyberg for Chelsea scoring the goal. And Sheffield United, though, they wouldn't be just down and out yet. Glyn Hodges two minutes later with the uh, with the goal to peg them back in front and now joining Southampton and Man City on 45 points. Southampton, though, wouldn't be there for too long. Three minutes later, Martin Allen scores for West Ham. Southampton now desperately looking over their shoulder, keeping their ears to the ground for the Blackburn result with Ipswich for Everton if they could claw a goal back anything. But three minutes after that, Matt Letizia scores and Southampton are winning 3-2 now at West Ham and Southampton go above Sheffield United. Ipswich still drawing 0-0 there on 43 points not receiving the best of news because they're the last team safe. Everton get a goal back. Barry Horn in the 67th minute. Everton 2, Wimbledon 2. And now with Oldham winning, now with Everton winning, if Blackburn could get a goal against Ipswich, they would go down. Everton would be safe. Oldham though concede. Robert Ullafon for Norwich in the 73rd minute. So with 15 minutes to go, we have Man City, Southampton, Sheffield United, all safe on 45 points. Ipswich desperately looking over their shoulder for an Everton goal and potentially a Blackburn goal themselves, which would send them down. You've got Oldham desperately needing favours now and needing a goal of their own at Carrow Road on 40 points. Swindon, of course, 
on 30 by the doom now. They're still down. They're always going to be down. And then 76 minutes, the absolute sick. And a Mark Steen scores for Chelsea. Sheffield United, still safe, still even in, not even in 19th place. They're on 18th place, 43 points. So level with Ipswich Town, got the better goal difference. So if they can keep that, keep that point there for the last 14 minutes, even with Ipswich drawing, they're still above them. Even with Everton now, Nine minutes to go. Graham Stewart scoring the goal, which would send Ipswich down on 43 points. Sheffield United down on 43 points. Everton climbing all the way up to 18th place on 44. 3-2 they lead now. And then comes the sickening goal for Sheffield United. 90th minute, Mark Steen. The last goal of the Premier League season, even with a game to play the following day that ends 0-0. The last goal of the season. Max Dean scores for Chelsea. Chelsea 3, Sheffield United 2. And with Ipswich still drawing 0-0 at Ewood Park, Sheffield United join Oldham in the drop zone on the 90th minute. And even West Ham scoring can't help them. <laughs> Kenneth Manku scores an own goal for West Ham. And that has them on 43 points. With Ipswich above Sheffield United on 42 points, above Oldham on 40 points. And of course, above Swindon on 30 points. And the full-time whistles go around the grounds We've got Blackburn, nil, Ipswich, nil. Sheffield United losing 3-2 at Stamford Bridge. Everton doing the inverse, winning 3-2 at home to Wimbledon. Norwich and Oldham sharing the points, 1-1. Not good enough for Oldham. West Ham sharing the points with Southampton, not good enough for for anybody. 3-3 um, there in Sheffield Wednesday. And Man City draw 1-1 as well, which means after the short break, we'll check a look. Check a look. <laughs> at the tables and um, see how well teams did compared to last season as well and uh, we'll name our player of the season team of the season and predictions of course for the season to come which we'll be covering of course next year with the third season of the Barclays stick around after this break welcome back let's run down the league table shall we from 1 to 22 Manchester United, top of the tree again. Nothing changes. They've gained eight points on their inaugural Premier League title win from 1993. They're on 92 points. Eight points ahead, crucially, of Blackburn Rovers, who've gained two places from last season, gaining 13 points as well. And that goes to show Alan Shearer's effect there, playing a full season for the first time in the Premier League there. And um, that is the difference, maybe. Um, Had Alan Shearer stayed fit in 92-93, which he did this season. They would have won it maybe on goal difference um, had obviously Man United's points still been 84. Newcastle climbed from the second tier all the way to third and finished with 77 points, improving on Blackburn's performance from last season as newly promoted teams there, 77 points. Better than Arsenal, 71, who've climbed six places from last year and um, they've climbed 15 points higher than last year to go above Leeds, who themselves have done some... uh, Miraculous improvements. 12 places from the first season. 19 more points. Wimbledon the same. 11 more points. Six places. Surprisingly, in sixth place. Sheffield Wednesday stay exactly the same as last season. Same position as seventh. um, But they've had a slightly worse off-season, losing five points. Liverpool, similar season. They gained a point but dropped two places. QPR lost three points. Dropped four places. So it goes to show this season has been a bit more competitive and then you get the um, the huge drop-offs from Aston Villa in 10th, losing eight places. Norwich in 12th, losing nine places. Losing between them, if I can do my maths correctly, 36 points between them in the two seasons. That is outrageous. Coventry, 
they're nestled right in between them. Their early season form was fantastic. I was willing them on to do well. <laughs> they gained four places from last season, gained an extra four points. And um, we have the second newly promoted team, West Ham in 13th place, safe in the end. And they have looked safe throughout the majority of the season, really on 52 points and climb from, of course, the second division there, or rather first division. Chelsea in 51 points there. Similar season, really, although they have dropped three places they've lost five more points and 14th again they did look a bit a bit um edgy around the christmas time but they pulled their nose up and glenn hoddles had a a good enough first season as chelsea manager probably will kick on now and hope for the top half of the season spurs looked very very dangerous didn't they in april i hadn't had any worries or concerns about them throughout the entire season until we get to this episode where they looked really really horrifically bad they've lost 14 points on the previous season lost seven places likewise man city with 12 points lost so they've both had the sit sort of similar um drop off there everton too um obviously needing a huge win going into the final day in the relegation zone gets that win and they stay up not only did they stay up they finished off in 17th place um losing four four places on last season southampton are in exactly the same place as they were last season lost seven points though but matt Letizia, i think his um his influence on the team has been a lot more pronounced in this season as Southampton struggled a bit more and obviously needed um, results to go their way in the last game of the season. Ipswich too, um, with a, they've lost three places, they've lost nine points and they're statistically the, the team closest to the drop zone, but I think Everton would probably felt <laughs> felt a lot closer than they were on the final day, game of the season. Sheffield United... So unfortunate with the last minute goal conceded there. 20th place, 42 points. They've dropped six places. They've dropped 10 points on the previous season. They are unfortunately down. They wouldn't return to the Premier League for a while. And joining them in the second tier, Oldham, who've miracle to stay up last season. They dropped two places, dropped nine points. And Swindon, the only promoted team to go straight back down with 30 points. They have yet to return. So let's have a look at the the best, the better points of the season. We've got the player of the season. Now I've boiled this down to two players and stereotypically, I didn't want to go for the PFA player of the year. I wanted to go for an attacker as well. So I mean, it was only two choices really, Andy Cole and Alan Shearer. And I think this may infer my decision for the team of the season too. And being it is Alan Shearer's, obviously it's Alan Shearer's first full season in the Premier League. It's Andy Cole's first season in the top flight. I want to give it to Andy Cole. And that in like I say, infers my team of the season decision, Newcastle. Man United have the points tally. They won the league again. Yes, we know. They tailed off the last two episodes, although they did have an insane start to the season, didn't they? That pretty much drags them over the line. Blackburn had a, a keener title race than the Aston Villa and Norwich could throw up last season, and, and themselves, to be fair, with the, with the injury of Alan Shearer. And they put on a better title race than we could ever have imagined by Christmas because... Christmas, it was looking desperate. The Premier League did not look competitive whatsoever. And they, their second half of the season was just magical. Wimbledon and Coventry had some very good second half of the seasons as well. They were very underrated. Wimbledon, especially sixth position. That's just wild. That's got to be one of the best seasons they've ever had. Coventry as well. They, they did quite well to finish in the top half, ultimately. Arsenal and Leeds pulled their noses up from the last season as well. They did quite well. Liverpool threatened to, but obviously the sacking of Graham Souness didn't really help things. Graham Souness didn't really help things either. And um, they malaise to eighth and hopefully they'll be back next season. 
um, from a competitive standpoint. But as I say, you've got to give it to Newcastle. Third place from the second tier. Yes, like Blackburn last season, they may have a lot of money. They may be spending it quite freely, but um, they play some fantastic football. And to go from a competitive element from the second tier to the top tier, they started off the season not too well. They had time to adjust. And to be fair, they were quite comfortable in the top three and probably for a lot of the season seems as though they would be Man United's closest rivals but Blackburn's second half of the season was just magical wasn't it um, I think we've got to give it to Newcastle we've got to give it to Andy Cole as well obviously Eric Cantona won the PFA player of the season Man United won the Premier League but um, alternatively those are my selections and predictions for next season I think we've got a very a very close title race Blackburn, Newcastle, Man United we of course know <laughs> quite famously what's going to happen there we've not had a title race go down to the final day maybe we'll see that next year um, I do fear for Ipswich and Southampton going into next season because although they've sort of hovered around the same place you've got I always feel as though the teams in 16th and 17th are more at risk than the promoter clubs because they just don't have that bounce they don't have that honeymoon phase obviously then that honeymoon phase comes crashing down and the promote clubs level out usually anyway we've not seen that one from Blackburn and Newcastle in most recent seasons here but I just I fear for those teams because they are the closest teams to the drop zone we do have um, teams coming up which will uh, which are Crystal Palace which are Nottingham Forest who are back straight back and uh, we welcome Leicester City for the very first time and of course with the um, with the changes from 22 teams to 20 for the season after next Four teams will go down. Who will survive? Well, we'll find out in the new year when the Barclays returns for its third season, the 1994-1995 season. Will Man United join the likes of Huddersfield, Arsenal, Liverpool and win three league titles in a row? Will Arsenal and Leeds improve further? Will Blackburn and Newcastle put on a title race? Who knows what Chelsea, Tottenham and Liverpool will do, to be frank. And let's hope the... uh, the promoter clubs stay up and make a meal out of it and uh, we have a competitive league. But we'll we'll find that all out in the months of January and February next year after Christmas when we resume our, our Barclays season here. Thank you very much for listening. Stick around on Sports Social Podcast for all the other productions we've got on the website and thank you very much for supporting the channel over on our Patreon page and YouTube as well. So without further ado, we'll be back on Wednesday with the Naughty's Nostalgia Podcast as well, of course, up until Christmas. Until then, see you Podcast Network.